The following program has been paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church. From the heart of the Pacific, in Honolulu, Hawaii, Apostolic Faith Church presents the Kingdom of God Crusade. Join us now for another hour of worship with Pastor Han, the church choir, and the band. We hope and pray that you'll find this next hour a blessing. Good morning, everyone. I'm Head Pastor Billy Hahn, Jr., and I would like to thank you for joining us today. We would like to welcome you to the Kingdom of God Crusade Telecast, being brought to you every Sunday morning, not only here in Hawaii from 8 to 9 a.m., but also in parts of California from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV, Channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC, Channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV, Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU-TV, Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR-TV, Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA-TV, Channel 15.3 and Comcast Channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KACY, Channel 9 in El Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR, Channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO, Channel 22 in Seattle, Washington. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECW, Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, parts of Nevada and Wyoming. And from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable Channel 503 in New York City. If you'd like more information on our church and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, be sure to visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. The Apostolic Faith Church, located at 1043 Middle Street, is the headquarters of the gospel of the Kingdom of God for the whole world, with a sign at the roof of the temple, Jesus Coming Soon. A landmark in Kali for 99 years, and our prayer tower, the first of its kind in Hawaii, dedicated exclusively for prayer. The church was founded by the late Charles and Ada B. Lockbaum on August the 4th, 1923 and passed on to our late chief pastor, William M. Hansen, in 1959, who continued the gospel to its fullness. We hope and pray that this telecast will draw you closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and be a real blessing to you, our television audience, saints wherever you are, and the shut-ins, that is, those of you in the hospitals and convalescent and homes. And should you need prayer or someone to pray over you, please don't hesitate to call the phone number designated at the conclusion of the telecast. To start off today's telecast, the church choir under the direction of Emilia Hahn will sing the upbeat and toe-tapping song, He Never Failed Me Yet. With a feature solo by Christy Hahn, they'll be ably accompanied by Edith Matsuka on the piano and Rose Bachel Carter on the organ. 
Yes, viewers, our Lord and Savior will always deliver us from the toils and snares of this world. He is only a prayer away. As the words suggest to the song, as it goes, trust and never doubt, Jesus will surely bring you out. He never failed me yet.
The church band under the direction of yours truly will play the song entitled, Jesus Never Fails. In all that we do and say, we are comforted to know that the Lord is by our side. He will always hear our prayers and make a way to victory, for Jesus never fails. Sparkle Carter will give the Lord all the praises and glory, singing the spirit-inspiring song, God on the Mountain. Doing her background music will be Iris Locke on the piano. 
Associate Pastor Marvin of being on the bass, and trusty Associate Pastor Evans Pro Senior, Mason Asylum Senior on the guitars. We praise and thank the Lord that He is our same God yesterday and today and forever. This song provides comforting words, for God on the mountain is still God in the valley. When things go wrong, He'll make them right. And the God of the good times is still God in the bad times. The God of the day is still God in the night.
still God in the night, the God of the day is still God in the The church choir will now perform the song entitled Rock of My Salvation. As the words of the song goes, you are the rock of my salvation. You are the strength of my life. You are my hope and my inspiration. Lord, unto you will I cry. We cast all our cares upon the solid right rock, Christ Jesus. He is our great deliverer who is able to answer our prayers and make our pathways victorious. Please join in and sing with the choir as you see the words on the bottom of your television screen. blessed to have Punahele Kapuni perform an old-time favorite song on the auto harp entitled Amazing Grace. She'll be accompanied by yours truly on the piano. We praise and thank the Lord for His mercy, compassion, and amazing grace. He is our mighty Lord and Savior that will give us the faith and strength to do His blessed will. It is comforting to know that we worship a true and living God.
Associate Pastor Timothy and Emilia Hahn Sr. will now blend their voices to the uplifting song titled, Cheer Up. To our faithful viewers out there, smile and cheer up for the wonderful day the Lord has given us. He's speaking to your heart today to accept Him as your personal Savior, Master, and Lord. For today is the day of salvation, if you will but hear His voice. At this time, it is with great pleasure to dedicate this song to Natasha Paglino Wanpoa of Hilo, Hawaii. We pray that you will be strengthened and uplifted from the words of this song. Have a wonderful and blessed Sunday. Praise the Lord, and good morning, everyone. I'm Associate Pastor Melvin Hondo, and I would like to repeat our television time stations and locations in the continental United States for our viewing audience, especially if any of you plan to visit or reside in California, that these telecasts can now be viewed every Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on station XDTV channel 13 in San Diego, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KPSC channel 13 in Palm Springs, from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBTV Channel 8 and Comcast Channel 238 in Sacramento, including Chico and Fresno. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KBVU TV Channel 28 in Eureka. From 8 to 9 a.m. on station KOTR TV Channel 11 in Monterey. From 6 to 7 a.m. on Charter Cable Channel 1519 in Los Angeles. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KQTA TV channel 15.3 and Comcast channel 238 in San Francisco, Oakland, and San Jose. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KECY channel 9 in Central California and Yuma, Arizona. From 6 to 7 a.m. on station KLSR channel 34 in Eugene, Oregon. From 5 to 6 a.m. on station KZJO channel 22 in Seattle, Washington from 6 to 7 a.m. on station KUCW Channel 30 of Ogden, Salt Lake City, Utah, and parts of Nevada and Wyoming. 
and from 6 to 7 a.m. on Time Warner Cable 503 in New York City. If you'd like to know more about our gospel work and view our Kingdom of God Crusade telecast in its entirety, please visit our website on JesusComingSoon.org. And now concerning the schedule of gospel services here in our home state, Hawaii, services are held at the temple every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. On Sunday, gospel services start at 10 a.m. and divine healing services at 7 p.m. Sunday school for all ages begin at 9 a.m. and prayer services are held daily in the prayer tower at 2 p.m. except on Fridays at 10 a.m. The same schedule is observed by neighbor island branch churches as services are also conducted by Pastor Reginald V. Castanera Sr. in Kanakakai, Molokai, by Pastor Walter Aitin Loi in Hilo, Hawaii, by Pastor Leonard K. Y. Asano Sr. in Koloa, Kauai, by Pastor Hannibal Espera in Balongo, Pikawayan, and by Pastor Vesper Espera in President Rojas, Cotobato, Mindanao, Philippines. At our Maui Branch Church in Lahaina, Maui, services are held every second Sunday of the month. You are welcome to attend these services regardless of church affiliations. There are no collections. However, if you desire to voluntarily contribute to support these telecasts and the Lord's work, you may do so by sending your donations to the address designated at the conclusion of the telecast. And now I'd like to return our program back to Head Pastor Billy Hahn Jr., who will bring forth his spirit-directed and spirit-inspired sermon. Pastor Billy? Thank you, Melvin. Indeed, TV viewers, it is very important to keep in touch with the Lord as much as possible. In spite of the fact that many of us love the Lord and pursue righteousness, we still fall short of the glory of God. I hope and pray that you're joining us each Sunday in our weekly Kingdom of God Crusade telecast is a means which helps to strengthen your vows with God or creates within you the desire to make yourself right with Him. Perhaps one day soon you will become an instrument of the Lord and testify of His goodness and mercy to others. And now to join me in the reading of God's Word and today's sermon entitled The Unchanged Word of God. For a period of 305 years, 13 judges oversaw the daily business of Israel. God did not provide a successor to Joshua because Israel was now living in the land of promise and God was to be their center of attention and leader. However, after the death of Joshua, the Israelites fell from grace. Though they committed themselves to God and took a great stone to be a witness against them, they still fell into sin, just as their forefathers did. Let us read Joshua 24, 14-16. Now therefore fear the Lord and serve Him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods which your forefathers served on the other side of the flood, and in Egypt, and serve ye the Lord. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom ye will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. We should make it a point in our lives to remember how God has saved us. In this scripture, Israel is asked to remember the days before the great flood and of the time spent in Egypt. Israel was being asked to recognize the reason for the flood and that it was God's doing. Were they able to recall how God heard their cries while in Egypt? They were asked to remember how the Lord heard their cries caused by sorrow, affliction, and oppression of Egypt. Idolatry, which they were so deeply and affectionately involved in, could not save them. Thus. 
Joshua instructed them to serve the Lord. Throughout the Bible, we see how the heart of man can change with the influence of the world. In Israel's case, while under the rule of the judges, they were incapable of grasping the idea of a divine and invisible king. Did they need a king of a leader likened to Joshua? It was not in God's plan because God was to be the direct ruler over them. The miracles, signs, and wonders performed while they traveled in the wilderness should have been proof enough to keep their faith. The commandments and ordinances of the Lord were clearly laid out for them. All they were required to do was to be obedient to the rites of worship, commandments, and ordinances, and the blessings of the Lord would flow. Unfortunately, the people did not take the Lord very seriously and were continually falling away into idolatry because Israel did that which was right in his own eyes. The infiltration of idolatry from the enemies that live amongst them and eternal discord were becoming more evident. The general spiritual well-being of Israel began its alienation from the statutes and ordinances of the Lord. Yes, the Lord was correct when he described the heart of man as being evil. Let us read in Genesis 6, 5 to 6. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And he repented that the Lord that he had made man on the earth and he grieved him at his heart. Mankind has yet to appreciate the loving kindness and long suffering of the Lord. It is very evident that on the whole, man prefers the sin of the world rather than the righteousness of God. During the week of the Passover, Israel crucified the Christ and cried out for Barabbas, thus preferring sin. In the midst of the garden, God provided for Adam and his helpmeet, which were created in his image, but they lusted after the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Satan, using the deceitfulness of sin, deceived him into breaking God's commandments. Yes, God is very much grieved at the sin in the world, and it is only because of the prayers of the saints and the long suffering of the Lord that the hand of the Lord is being temporarily withheld. The book of Judges is brought to end with this verse. Let us read in Judges 21, 25. In those days, there was no king in Israel. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. This statement is repeated several times in the book of Judges, and it carries a degree of significance. Each tribe thought of only itself, of lands and territory, rather than upon the things of God. Joshua was no longer with them, thus requiring total trust in the Lord. The tribes of Judah, Benjamin, Manasseh, were instructed to drive out the inhabitants who lived in their respective inheritances, and they failed to do so. The other nine tribes were instructed similarly, and they failed as well. They chose to compromise with the inhabitants of the land and lacked the heart to battle for the Lord. Satan will take advantage of a situation to deceive whenever a child of God is in the valley of decision. When we leave the presence of God and begin to estrange ourselves from his righteousness, Satan steps in to fill the void. 
He was there in the Garden of Eden, luring them to sin. He walked among the Israelites during the time of trial when no water or manna was available, attempting to turn them back to Egypt. He was there causing doubt and fear amongst the people while Moses went to the top of Sinai to speak with the Lord. During the crucial period, Aaron the priest was deceived into forming a molten calf to take the place of the Almighty God. He was there when Jesus was making his way to Jerusalem during the week of the Passover, and through Peter tried to deny his end and glory. But Jesus said, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou art an offense unto me. For thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Satan is ever more present when we begin to see and do things that are right in our own eyes. This is an evil justification of our own righteousness, thus affecting one's outlook of sin. Sin under these circumstances no longer appears as being exceedingly sinful. We read in Proverbs 14, 12, There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Thus, Jesus came into this world to seek and to save that which was lost. There is a reward and a crown of righteousness in heaven prepared for all those that will love him in return. A solid foundation was laid, and this served as the base wherewith all believers are to build upon. Such a foundation was sought after by the darkness of night that became so significant in the life of Nicodemus, troubled by the spiritual climate, he decided to seek out Jesus for himself. It became important to him that he speak to Jesus of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. After all, he thought, as did many others, that he was living a good life, acceptable unto God. However, the unrest within caused him to realize that what he practiced and exercised was not enough. When comparing himself to the words of Jesus, and more so in awe with all the signs, wonders, and miracles that accompanied this young man from Nazareth, he felt a void in his soul. Yes, the words of Paul ring out, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Listen very carefully and follow along in your Bible as you read in John chapter 3, verses 1 through 7. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said, unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles except that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Salvation begins with hearing and believing in the word of God. Then comes the acknowledgement of sin, followed by repentance, and then acting upon one's faith knowing that faith without works is dead. The conversation between Nicodemus and Jesus continues in verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered in John 3, 5, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. 
And then the 6th to 7th verse, it reads, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. There are many interpretations of how one can be born again. And as head pastor, I have heard them all. The controversy surrounds the necessity of water baptism and the deity of Jesus Christ. You must remember upon completing the Passover feast with his disciples, Jesus then took bread and served it to them, saying, This is my body. He then took the cup and serving them said, Drink, this is my blood. Read in Matthew 26, 28, For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Jesus did not come to make the law void, but instead came to fulfill it. In Jesus is the Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. First John 5, 7 tells us, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. Thus we see Jesus himself was baptized in the river Jordan, thus giving future believers a pattern of good works. Jesus has suffered to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. As simple as the gospel of Jesus Christ is, some find it difficult to accept. Yes, the gospel you are hearing this morning is a thought-provoking if you haven't been saved the correct way. Nicodemus felt the same way. TV viewers, you may be saying to yourself, isn't believing in God sufficient enough to be saved? Are you saying that of all the fervent believers in the Christian realm, which number in the millions have yet to be saved because they have not been baptized in Jesus' name? The answer to that question is yes. If it were not so, why then would Nicodemus inquire about eternal life? And why would Paul be converted while traveling to Damascus and then later in his life defend the gospel? He preached with his life as he stood before King Agrippa, which you can read of in the 26th chapter of Acts. Peter answered a multitude of people on the day of Pentecost when they inquired about the wonderful works of God. Reading Acts 2.38, Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and he shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Sin is what separates men from God. There is only one way for sin to be eradicated from the lives of men that is achieved through the name of, and the blood of Jesus. Reading Acts 4.12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus is the answer for mankind. Therefore, viewers, won't you consider this morning to work out your salvation and be found closer to the Lord than you have been before? Let us read of Israel in the land of promise. We turn to Judges 2, 7-12. And the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders that outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord that he did for Israel. And Joshua, the son of Nun, the servant of the Lord, died being 110 years old. And they buried him in the border of his inheritance in Timnathris, in the Mount of Ephraim, on the north side of the hill Gash. And also all that generation were gathered to their fathers, and there arose another generation after them, which knew not the Lord, nor yet the works which he had done for Israel. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and served Baalim. And they forsook the Lord God of their fathers, 
which brought them out of the land of Egypt and followed other gods, of the gods of the people that were round about them and bowed themselves unto them and provoked the Lord to anger. Sin that is left unaddressed will progress into more sin. Failing to instruct a congregation of the righteousness of God will inevitably have an end similar to that of Israel while under the rule of the judges. Just imagine a generation grew up not knowing the Lord, nor having knowledge of the works which God did for the forefathers, a condition which Satan will take advantage of. This is the outcome when a church or God's people live in compromise. Over the years, the Apostolic Faith Church has lifted the bloodstained banner without fail. We have been approached many a time to join Jesus' name organizations or church councils, and we have turned them down. In essence, they have nothing to offer us, and what we have, which has been achieved through hard work, fasting, prayers, and sacrifices, these organizations aspire to achieve. We have not had fundraisers of any sort, nor do we have school for children other than our Sunday school, nor a theme park or any other income-producing ventures. How the gospel here in Hawaii has survived the test of time for the past 99 years is through the faithfulness of the saints in the tithing and fuel offerings and generous donations from our television audience. Though times have changed, the Lord Jesus Christ and His righteousness remains the same, for He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. There has been no changes in ordinances to satisfy the trends of the times and the lusts of the people who are inclined to sin. I fear the Lord more than the face of man. No matter how great the pressure was, whether it was in or out of the church, or of family or foe, we have stood for righteousness' sake, and in turn, God has tremendously blessed this gospel work. Here at the Apostolic Faith Church, the Word of God is preached in a simple, unaltered, straightforward manner, such that righteousness might be perpetuated. We learn of the final instructions of Moses as you read in Deuteronomy 6, 1 to 3. Now these are the commandments, the statutes, and judgments which the Lord your God commanded to teach you, that he might do them in the land whether ye go to possess it, that thou mightest fear the Lord thy God to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command thee, thou and thy son and thy son's son, all the days of thy life, and that thy days may be prolonged. Hear therefore, O Israel, and observe to do it, that it may be well with thee, and that it may increase mightily as the Lord God of thy fathers hath promised thee, in the land that floweth milk and honey. Similar words of encouragement were spoken to Joshua as he prepared Israel for crossing over the Jordan River into the promised land. Reading Joshua 1, 8-9, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate it therein day and night, that thou mightest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. Have not I commanded thee? Be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. For the Lord thy God is with thee whithersoever thou goest. Scriptures such as these fortify my stand in the gospel work. In the beginning of his career, the late chief pastor, William M. Hahn Sr., was instructed by the Lord that the success of the gospel and blessings are conditional. The requirement to do 
things. God's way is consistent throughout the Bible amongst God's leaders. However, we can see how many times they have failed because of the lust for sin and compromise. We can see the similarities of the present-day believers and of Israel. The difference is the time and place. The lust for and concessions to the influence of sin continue to plague the church. Nevertheless, the faithful stand. During the period of the judges, Israel fell into a pattern that is consistent with many of today's believers. The children of Israel did evil against the Lord, though he was manifested significantly to them. Thus the Lord delivered them into the hands of the enemy. Israel, now under suffering and oppression of the enemy, repents and desires deliverance as they call upon the Lord. God in his bountiful mercies provides them a savior and the people are at rest. Israel again sins and again the cycle repeats itself. Some members of the congregation at times choose the same path instead of listening to the word and advice of the pastors. We come to the Lord because we are oppressed by the world. We find the peace in Jesus. We get saved and reap the blessings of the Lord. Over time, if not careful, arrogance and a lifted heart sit in, and we begin to reject and despise the statutes and ordinances of the Lord. Sin is desired in lieu of holiness. God, who loves us and seeing this, gives us into the hand of oppression and sorrow. We repent and God forgives. We are restored in the grace of God and blessed immensely. Then like into Israel, we lose sight of the righteousness of God and the cycle repeats itself. Is it possible to avoid this cycle of unbelief? Yes, it can be very much avoided if one's heart is steadfast for the Lord. It is evident in the pastors who put Jesus first in their lives. They do not only preach of the comfort and peace found in Jesus, but more importantly, the true salvation found in the scriptures that one might be saved. They not only preach of blessings and the answer of prayers, but of the strength and stamina needed to weather the test trials and persecutions that accompany the spiritual walk. Now, in spite of Israel's disobedience, God, through his concern for Israel, raised up judges. Let us read Judges 2, 16 to 19. Nevertheless, the Lord raised up judges, which delivered them out of the hand of those that spoiled them. And yet they would not hearken unto their judges, but they went a-whoring after other gods and bowed themselves unto them. They turned quickly out of their way, which their fathers walked in, obeying the commandments of the Lord, but they did not so. And when the Lord raised them up, judges, then the Lord was with them, with the judges, and the Lord delivered them out of their hand, of their enemies, all the days of the judge. For we repented the Lord because of their groanings, by reason of them oppressed them and vexed them. And it came to pass when the judge was dead that they returned and corrupted themselves more than their fathers in following other gods to serve them and to bow down unto them. They ceased not from their own doings, nor from their stubborn way. What else must Jesus do to convince souls to be saved, as well as causing the lukewarm, backslidden, and absent to return to the house of the Lord? It is obvious that they are doing what is right in their own eyes. However, the signs are very evident that Jesus is returning for his own, and that day is soon coming. 
Will Jesus find us watching? If you'd like to know more about God's Word, the church, and review these telecast presentations in its entirety, please visit our website at JesusComingSoon.org. Until our next telecast, this is your host, Head Pastor, Billy Han Jr., expressing my sincerest appreciation to each of you who have allowed us to come into your homes. May the good Lord bless and keep you all in the hollow of His hands. The church band will close today's telecast with a song entitled Victory in Jesus' Name.
The preceding program was paid for by the Apostolic Faith Church.